Welcome to episode two of the MMA edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. It's been a better part of maybe six to seven months since I last did the first episode of the MMA edition of this podcast. And the first episode I did it with my good friend Adrian Rocha. And we were going we were going back and forth just recapping the whole year in MMA in general. We eventually veered off into talking about WWE and all sorts of things that didn't have to do with MMA, but they kind of went in conjunction with each other. And uh, really, there's been a lot going on in MMA in the last six to seven months, and I just, I've been wanting to talk about it. I just never have found the time or space to actually record a podcast and maybe review, recap previous fights, upcoming fights. And there's been a, there's been, like I said, there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on in the last better part of first half of 2018 and a lot of good stuff to look forward to and for the rest of 2018 just in the MMA world in general not just folks solely focusing on UFC but also Bellator and other promotions that have out there rising uh, things like that but for this episode I wanted to focus primarily on what has transpired in the last from the last UFC which was UFC I'll have to pull it up on my iPad real quick because I do not remember these things <laughs> as much of a fanboy that I am I tend to forget a lot of stuff that a lot of fights that I've seen because I've seen so many fights and between that and professional wrestling it's hard to keep up with all that is going on with MMA and all the ridiculousness too that goes on with it. Let me see. It was for UFC 226 that happened a couple of weeks ago in Las Vegas. The main fight was the being dubbed the super fight between Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier. Steve Mimiocic at the time, and I do say at the time because this happened already. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to... I mean, this happened already, so... Forget spoiler alerts. Steve Mimiocic at the time was the UFC heavyweight champion. And Daniel Cormier was the light heavyweight champion. They were dubbing this a super fight because... Cormier went up in weight so he could fight at heavyweight making this a heavyweight championship match. And I was really looking I don't I, f- I feel like they they're not promoting these ev- these events enough as much as they used to. Because I know in the last couple of years or so, let's say like a Conor McGregor fighting Nate Diaz, that was I mean that was hyped big time. Uh, Ronda Rousey's fights were hyped big time. It was a great card, to say the least. The main event certainly made up for the co-main event, which was Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou. That was just the, probably one of the worst fights I've seen in combat sports history, right up there with Kimbo Slice versus Data 5000. I actually saw that live when Bellator was here in Houston. 
It was just embarrassing. But the main event was Cormier versus Miocic. And right off the bat, and I will say this, I was rooting for Miocic because, you know, he was my guy going in. But I can never underestimate Daniel Cormier. <laughs> because if for those of you guys who saw the fight and who saw the highlights, Cormier ended up KOing the hell out of Miocic. Going in on the inside and just vicious right hand and just ended it with punches. Ultimately becoming the UFC heavyweight champion while holding the light heavyweight championship at the same time. I guess that would make him a, the undisputed champion. If you could say. First in history. I know Connor did that with the lightweight and the I forget the other titles too many titles does that make Cormier the greatest of all time I think so a lot of people will say John Jones is probably the greatest of all time but I beg to differ I was a huge fan of John Jones for the longest until he started getting caught with incidents here and there getting popped for substances here and there. Nah, man. If you can't fight. If you can't fight clean. And have your fights. You know. End, end up in no contest. You know, you're not you're not the greatest of all time. Cormier's been a stand-up guy all along. His only loss was against John Jones. The first fight. Not the rematch. Because. I don't count that. Because Jones was on. Whatever he was on. I'm not a John Jones hater. I know I'm sure he has a lot of demons that he has to face. I hope that he's getting the help that he needs. And I do want to see him back fighting in the octagon. Do I want to see a rematch against Daniel Cormier? Absolutely. Even if it's for the heavyweight title, that'll make this even much more bigger. You, you don't understand the, the amount of hype going behind this, I guess you could say, trilogy. Because Cormier has never beaten John Jones before. And this will be the ultimate, ultimate opportunity for Cormier to finally, I guess, go hand-to-hand with John Jones if he can stay healthy. Not healthy, but if he can stay clean. The most interesting, <laughs> interesting and funny, and I guess you could say cringe-worthy thing that happened that night was that before the main event, between Cormier and Miocic, uh, Brock Lesnar showed up, octagon side, to watch the fight. And right when he showed up, of course, social media started blowing up, saying, oh, sources say that Brock Lesnar will fight the winner of the Cormier-Miocic match, which would be the, the champion. And sure enough, in a rather WWE-like move, Daniel Cormier cut a promo in the middle of the octagon after he defeated Stipe Miocic and basically called out Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, of course, goes up to the octagon like typical WWE fashion. Goes up to Cormier and proceeds to shove him, just push him out the way. 
and they started going at a war of words. Of course, Joe Rogan goes up to interview Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar cuts a full-on WWE Brock Lesnar promo going after the heavyweight division right away. Calling Mayochic a piece of shit. Calling Nganu a piece of shit. Stating that the heavyweight division has you know, been at its worst for I don't know how long. Since he's been gone, I guess. <laughs> you have to understand, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure a lot of you know who Brock Lesnar is. If you don't know him, Google him. But for those of you that who, that do know Brock Lesnar, he came to the WWE with a college uh, wrestling background, a legit NCAA background. Went on to become the youngest WWE champion at the time. I think he was 25 years old when that happened. I was maybe I was a teenager when that. He's uh, he's about 10 years older than me, so I was about a teenager when that happened, and. Right away, he was a freak of nature. I grew a liking to him, even as a as a heel. Because he was just so... He was very... To this day, he's still... He's very athletic. Very agile for his size and strength. Um, and being able to incorporate his... Uh, college wrestling background into what he was doing in WWE. With the likes of Kurt Angle and The Undertaker... The Big Show. And it's so strange to see now that his career, his first run didn't last as long as people think it did. Because he was only there from 2002 to 2004, so it was a better part, part of two years. And in those two years, he just was just catapulted into the main event status. Quick. And... Of course, he had other aspirations. I think he was just burned out from what I remember. He stated, and don't quote me on this, but he stated that he was drinking a lot and taking pills at the same time. And he barely remembers that run. He, so he, his first run was amazing because, you know, I, I grew up, that was around the time I was still watching wrestling religiously. And he left around 2004 after WrestleMania 20 where him and Goldberg finally went at it, which was something that people were looking forward to. But at the same time, people knew that both wrestlers at the time were leaving the company so the match really wasn't what it was supposed to be up until years later i would say maybe a couple years a couple years ago when they finally met up again at wrestlemania and had the match people had always wanted to see but he left around 2004 and i know this has become a episode of just talking about brock lesnar but that's all i really wanted to talk about just kind of what's been going on as of late and what's about to transpire in the in the future as far as the future of the business goes. So Brock went on went on to do his little thing in the NFL like he wanted to. Didn't uh 
get the results that he wanted. I don't think he even played football when he was in school. So he, uh, and he stated this several times, he went on to become a wannabe football player. His uh, combine was great. But shortly afterwards, he ended up uh, suffering an accident in a motorbike, I think. So most of the time while he was training with the Minnesota Vikings in the practice squad, he was injured for the for the most part. And I believe he played several preseason games for the team. So it really wasn't what he what he was looking for. He tried it. He failed. He moved on. Shortly after he did the whole NFL stunt thing, whatever you want to call it, it had come out that he had signed uh, for a mixed martial arts prom. I can't remember which MMA promotion he signed up for. It, it had to be one in Japan or something like that. When I when I heard that, I was like, man, a guy like Brock Lesnar fighting MMA—that's insane. Because this guy is, I mean, if you if you put him under, if you train this guy to fight, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he won his first match in about a minute. Or seconds, I can't remember how, how long it was. Probably a couple of minutes. Brock kept training and eventually landed a spot in the UFC. They didn't even have to go to like they do now with the contender series or maybe even go through like local promotions or Bellator. You know, it's it's things like this where people complain a lot, but you have to understand it from a business perspective. People like CM Punk or Brock Lesnar, they don't they don't you think they sign these guys because they're so well versed and talented. No, they sign them because because of the name. The attraction that these guys are going to bring. Of course, CM Punk you know, just plain sucks. Let's just put it out there. He just plain sucks as a fighter. He shouldn't be fighting. He should just go back and go wrestle. You don't belong in the octagon. And this is coming from a guy who barely trains jiu-jitsu. But it's been very obvious to see that you know, his last performance in in a fight was just terrible. It was like he wasn't even trying. So, I mean, if you gotta if you gotta be in, in it, you gotta be in it a hundred percent. I think this guy's like twenty percent in. And this is just me being biased. But a guy like Brock Lesnar, who has the actual skills to back it up, the actual background to back it up, and then you're training him I forget what he I believe he's a a blue belt in jiu jitsu now. So can you imagine, uh, and I've rolled with several blue belts, both male and female. Can you imagine rolling with a guy like Brock Lesnar, a blue belt in jiu-jitsu? Better part of 6'4", damn near 270 pounds. I'd be getting mauled every time. I get mauled with people that are half my size. (laughs) It's just insane Brock is just a freak of nature 
so he fought. He got signed in the UFC. He was in there for about two years, his first run. Lost his first fight, of course, against Frank Mir. Which is, you know, it's just, he's, he's just jumping in the game. He, he didn't know what he was doing. Learned from his mistakes. Eventually became heavyweight champion of the UFC. But for for most of his run, he was he had been dealing with diverticulitis on and off. So to think that he was never a hundred percent and became the UFC champion, could you imagine what he he would have been like if he was one hundred percent? I think he'd be champion to this day. So Brock retired after being knocked out twice. Once by Cain Velasquez and the next by Alistair Overeem. On, on a little side note, before I jump into his second run in the WWE and second run in the UFC, Lesnar was, I'd say, a really, really big help as far as ratings and pay-per-view numbers because he attracted a lot of... Uh, a lot, not only a lot of the UFC fanatics, but a lot of the WWE fanatics tuned into his fights. A lot of WWE superstars attended his fights. I, I remember seeing Kurt Angle, Octagon Side, or Steve Austin, The Undertaker. So he's been, he 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 has the ability to pull in big numbers, much like he does to this day. So Brock returned to the WWE for a second run, second successful run, and his contract was, I'd say, for the better part of a part timer, only doing occasional appearances and whatnot. And I think now he's still the Universal Champion as we speak in the WWE. So I know I went off on a whole Brock Lesnar uh, rant or analysis, which you might say of his career for this episode, but he did come out of retirement two years ago and fought against Mark Hunt for a UFC 200, but he was popped by USADA for an undisclosed banned substance and out of competition sample and was fined $250,000. And suspended from competition. So he just recently got back into the USADA pool for testing. And he's currently signed. He's signed to both WWE and UFC. So he has the ability to go back and forth. How many people can you point out and actually name that are doing that right now? I think he's the only one that is able to go back and forth. Hey, I'm coming back to the UFC. I'm back in the USADA pool. Oh, by the way, I'm still the universal champion in WWE. Brock Lesnar's a freak of nature. He's a one in a million. It's very rare that you get to see guys like this. And here's hoping that he stays clean. So that they could officially make the match between him and Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight title. Because that's just a, <laughs> that's just a hell of a fight to make in general. 
to think and you know to think that Cormier can go hand in hand against Brock I mean look at what he did to Stipe a lot of people game even myself I'm like man there's no way he can stand up against Stipe but Cormier has a little strategy up his sleeve when it comes to bigger guys than him especially if Cormier's that heavyweight there's no stopping this guy Of course, Brock, you know, you. Brock's going to go for that takedown right off the bat. And you have to be able to get him to a point where he tires himself out due to his size. Because that's what happened when he fought. When he fought Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez is known for his cardio. And Brock was just, he was just tired. He was going for power right out the gate. But like I said, maybe it was a lack of training, maybe not training properly for a fight like that. I think if Brock focuses on more on his cardio, on his jiu-jitsu skills, takedowns, and just use his brute strength against a guy like Cormier. Because Cormier, if you don't know by now, Cormier is also... A legit wrestler. A legit NCAA division wrestler, just like Brock Lesnar. Also a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. So these guys can go head-to-head with each other. These guys can have a clean stand-up fight for the heavyweight title. I can just imagine the amount of pay-per-view numbers this thing's going to draw. And if Cormier beats Brock, he's the greatest of all time. I mean, looking at Cormier's stats, 21 and 1. With one no contest, we really don't count that one. His only loss has been against John Jones. But he's been up there fighting guys like Bigfoot Silva, Josh Barnett, Frank Mir, Roy Nelson, Dan Henderson, Patrick Cummings, John Jones, Rumble Johnson, Alexander Gustafson, which was a hell of a fight when I went to go see it at the Toyota Center. Hell of a fight. Anderson Silva. The Rumble Johnson rematch. Where he beat Rumble Johnson the same way he beat him the first time. By tap out. By rear naked choke. Volkan Ozdemir. And Stipe Miocic. Cormier has had his... He's had his share of uh, of fights. (laughs) To say the least. And if you could put Brock Lesnar in there. He can easily retire after this. He doesn't have to fight John Jones. He's got nothing left to prove. And if he does want to fight John Jones, hey, by all means, go for it. It's another huge payday right there because that's all that's all we go for, right? <laughs> of course, you know, you want to preserve your health down the road. Look at Brock's stats. People he's fought. Hank Mir, Heath Herring, 
Randy Couture, the Frank Mir rematch, Shane Carwin in his prime. You telling me Brock Lesnar not at 100% beating Shane Carwin in his prime? Cain Velasquez, Alistair Overeem, and won no contest. Of course, Cormier has more fights under his belt than Brock. Like I said, Brock's just a freak of nature. Here's hoping that, you know, this, this fight does end up happening. I'm really interested and curious to see what Daniel Cormier versus Brock Lesnar would be like for the UFC heavyweight title. And if you guys have any, have any thoughts about this, you know, let me know. Feel free to, if you want to jump on this podcast, you know, have a discussion about this, let me know. Because I'm all for talking about MMA. The The heavyweight class for the UFC has been very, you know, Brock is right when he when he talks about that. He just starts calling out people. But you know it's 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 amazing how far we've come as far as heavyweights. You going back to, you go back to the Mark Coleman days, Dan Severn, Maurice Smith, Randy Couture, Boss Rutten, Josh Barnett, Tim Sylvia, Frank Mir, Andre Olovsky, Big Nog, Little Nog. Junior Dos Santos, who recently fought, I think he fought last week. I managed to catch some of that fight. Fravicio Verdum. Even a guy like Brendan Schaub, who was in the running for, for a heavyweight title shot. Just never, you know, that just never fell through. But, you know, props to Brendan Schaub. I had the chance to meet with, meet him at the improv after his comedy show. About a month ago. But yeah, the, the heavyweight division right now is slim pickings. You have a guy like Brock back in the game. I mean, it'll, that'll be interesting to see if he defeats Daniel Cormier, if the fight ends up happening. A lot of a lot of things, a lot of good things happening for the UFC. A lot of good things happening all around, you know, just for Bellator in general. I know recently they just announced today the Chael Sonnen versus Fedor uh, fight, which would be very, very, very intriguing to watch. <laughs> and I know Bellator president Scott Coker just announced a new streaming service. I, uh, let me see what it's called. It's called the the Zone. It's but it's spelled out D A Z N. It's a new streaming service that's coming out in September that I'm looking forward to signing up for where they're going to be streaming Bellator fights the day of, you know, live they're going to be doing the live streaming thing, kind of like UFC Fight Pass. And they're also going to be streaming boxing fights too, like the upcoming Anthony Joshua fight and just fights in general. I think this is going to it's going to be a good competition with the UFC Fight Pass and ESPN Plus. A lot of things happening in the MMA world, and I look forward to covering more of these things down the road. And I'm really looking 
to jumping back to training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a lot more often than I want to. It's been a little while. I train. I don't train as consistent as I want to. But I really do want to hope to get back to training uh, more frequently, taking more fundamental classes at Gracie Baja Heights. If you guys ever interested in checking it out, I train at the Heights location of Gracie Baja up on North Main. So it's a really, really I highly recommend you uh, try out a free trial class. Professor Pedro is very, 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 very good as far as explaining the techniques and going stuff over what you want on one. Always explaining the smallest detail to you because that's the smallest detail always matters. And just try to be more consistent with it and covering more more of the techniques that I've learned and the experiences that I've gone through with training at the Gracie Baja Highs. I do want to try out a cardio kickboxing class just to see if I want to add that to my to my contract. It's also something else that I want to keep up with because, you know, I think health is one of the things that I've been focusing solely on, especially in the last last year or so. But thanks again, guys, for tuning in. I did want to come back on here and kind of bring you guys up to speed as to what's been going on. I know this went on, went off on a whole Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier tangent. But I do look forward to covering more from the MMA world throughout the rest of the year. And if you guys have any feedback or input, just feel free to let me know. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you soon.